0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode where I tackle a solo adventure by myself. Uh, Last week, we left off with uh, Zizix being corralled by Varney and uh, being trapped inside of the shed outside of the door, or outside of the inn. So, let's check in and see what exactly happened. Varney pinned Zizik up against the wall and growled at him for obviously being able to smell the fact that she wasn't what she thought she was. She reared back and flexed her hand and out of the tips of her fingers came claws and they were sharp, sharp claws. Zizek. Uh, pushed away trying to get away from Varney but her strong grip kept him in place. Zizek tried to cast something but Varney squeezed even tighter hissing like a cat would. You're not going to tell anyone about this. Do you understand? There is nothing I will do that will make you feel more pain than I will give you right now if you tell anyone who I am. Zizek heard part of that, and Zizek didn't understand it because the blood was pumping and coursing through Zizek's ears like a hollow, tight-wound drum. He nodded and gasped and sputtered. And she released him, allowing him to fall to the floor. Zizik stood up, panted, coughed, sputtered, and finally took a seat, staring up at the young woman now looming over him. He sighed, nodded his head, and pointed at the book. You want to actually learn something? then fine, the book is over there, you can read through my notes and you can see what I've learned. But no, that's not the the magic that you should learn, that magic is something special, it's something ancient, it's something that will rot your sweet little soul only goblin kind know this only goblin kind understand what pain and misery is of the great north and the great ice fields and the great caves and varney stopped him flipped the book to him and said yeah that's necromancy we see it all the time zizik Stopped and stammered for a moment, and looked at her and said, Well, if you know necromancy, and you are a were-tiger, or some kind of cat creature, then why do you need me? Why do you need anyone to teach you anything? Varney stopped for a moment, and then fell to her knees and started crying which made Zizik feel more uncomfortable than the strangling sensation that he felt around his neck just a few seconds prior. She sobbed and told him the story that he didn't want to share and wouldn't repeat. She was alone. She had no one to fall back on. The curse had left her isolated, and she was looking for a way to not only cure that curse but to become something bigger and better than what she had already become. She was powerful. She was ready to be a student to someone who was worthy. But none of the mages in town were able to teach her or had any interest in teaching her. Zizik stopped her for a moment and said, There are other mages in this town. Varney nodded, but didn't really say anything other than, yes, and you'll run into them soon enough. I have a feeling like knows like. But you see, I still need to know something. I still need to be taught something. And it's important that I know enough magic so that way I can become valuable, so I can become useful. Zuzik thought for a moment to himself and pondered the fact of having a were-tiger as some form of apprentice and grunted and shrugged. I suppose you could, but what good would it be for you? And at that point, Varney picked him up and slammed him up against the wall one more time, still fighting back tears, still crying emotionally, still shaking to the point where it started rubbing Zizig's back raw from the amount of friction against the wood. You will teach me now, or you won't leave this shed again. Zizig smiled, accustomed to many threats from his own kind and from others, And patted her on the arm. Fine. I will teach you. But not today. Today we have to gather information. You told me something was going on, right? No, I didn't tell you anything was going on. I assumed something was going on by the time you showed up at this wooden door in this little shed that's hidden away in the back of the inn, I would assume that only someone who needed me would actually tell me they would show up, they would be in front of my door. Well, you did tell me to show up first thing in the morning, Varney said. Zizek smiled and shook his head. No, something went wrong. What went wrong? Varney sighed put Zizek down, brushed off the dirt and particles from his robes, and walked to the door. I think you need to come with me. I think you need to see for yourself what's wrong. Zizik followed Varney out into the inn and saw a group of people sitting around a table. The mayor, a few of the patrons, Some scholarly and wizardly looking people. They stopped their conversation as soon as both of them walked in. And waited. Almost silently begging them to leave. Zizek knew that this was the time not to leave. And instead waddled over to a chair. Pulled it from the table. And sat down. So... What seems to be the problem? Everyone stared at him. Varney walked up behind him and placed her hand on his shoulder. I think we need to go. No, we can't go. Not yet. Someone's holding on to some sort of information, and I need to know what it is. So, I'm going to go around the table, and I'm going to ask each and every one of you, Why... Are you all gathered here? And what can I do to find the information that I need? Mayor? The mayor went quiet. You. The handsome one. The hero. The lowlife. What about you? The man pushed to his chair away from the table stood up and put his hands on his sides smiled and flourished with his arm i will tell you everything you need to know and i will give you all the secrets that you need to know about this world and okay i've had enough zizik said just get to the point of why exactly you are all here There is a ghost problem. Zizek blinked for a few moments and looked up at Varney. Varney nodded with scared aplomb. And Zizek blinked again and shifted his attention back to the swashbuckler, who was standing with a scared yet wide grin on his face. So, tell me why exactly are you doing this here? Why are you all here afraid of ghosts when you know that ghosts aren't real um your your name is the swashbuckler smiled, flourished again, and said, "My name is Alder, and I." Am a hero? Zizik groaned and rubbed his temples, wanting this nightmare to be over, and looked at some of the other people around the table. They were glaring at both Zizik's and Alder. Apparently, Alder has some loose lips. Zizik nodded, said, "Go on, hero." What is this about? Why why are there ghosts? Ghosts are real, and this town is real. That means that this is now a ghost town. Okay, I've heard enough Zizig said, can you tell me what this ghost is? Can you tell me anything? Does anyone know anything? Everyone fell quiet. Varney squeezed him again. No one knows about the ghost. We've just seen it. We know where it is. Or we know that it's here, at least. We don't know where it is. You don't know where it is, huh? No, we don't know where it is. There's no way for us to know. We've seen it come by recently. Roughly about the same time that you showed up. Zizek turned and watched two older men and one woman staring at him through narrow slits, just studying him. And I suppose you think it's my fault since I'm a goblin? Yes, we think that you possibly could have brought something with you, not... Many goblins come out. Sizzik stopped, stared at the older man who said that, and said, Or do you mean no goblins come into your town? You're a goblin-free town, aren't you? The older man sighed, nodded, and said yes. No goblins come in here. Only when goblins come is there chaos. And since you brought the chaos with you we're going to ask you politely to leave Zizek climbed up on the seat of his chair and stared at the old man crossing his arms across his tiny little body do you really treat wizards this way do you treat goblins this way do you treat anyone else this way Do you think that that's actually going to be a good idea when perhaps this goblin might be able to help you? The three across from him didn't change. They didn't change their demeanor. They didn't change their style. They didn't change their faces. Their looks did not change. Nothing changed. They just stared almost like statues. He turned to the fair-haired woman in holy garb, now nearly frothing at the mouth, angry at his mere presence. And I assume you are someone who is upset with goblins and how evil they can be. That every goblin is evil, aren't you? She... Spoke through gritted, bared teeth. Yes. I hate your kind. You cost many lives. You've taken many places. You've burned them down. If there's anything that I can do to get rid of you, I'll do it. Even if it means that I have to pay penance for it later. Zizik blinked and nodded. That sounds like a holy person. But know this. If you have a ghost, you have a problem. And I know ghosts. I specialize in ghosts. I specialize in the undead. The group pushed away from the table. Most of them turned white in Horror. A few turned red in frustration. The older man who challenged him almost looked like he had eaten something that had disagreed with him. We don't want necromancers here. We don't want goblins here. So you lose on both fronts. Why would I allow you to stay? The mayor asked because if you don't your ghost problem is going to get worse and i have a feeling that everyone in this room is probably a target it didn't really phase anyone but zizik wasn't looking for any confirmation he already knew that they knew he figured that was the reason why they were here someone did something stupid zizik's no stupid He can smell stupid, much like he can smell the cat off of Varney. He jumped off the chair, snapped his fingers, and motioned for Varney to follow. Varney leaned back and shook her head in defiance. Zizik stopped and thought for a moment and said, "Ah, I'm sorry, I need to be a little bit more considerate. Would you like to learn some forbidden magic today? And for the first time since yesterday morning, Zizig saw Varney's face glow as the smile crept wider and wider on her face. The others tried to stop Varney standing in between her and Zizig's, but Varney pushed them aside. And they walked out to the shed to grab Zizek's stuff, his books, his staff, and everything else, and decided that it was time to go exploring. They walked out of the inn and meandered over to the supply store. The supply store in itself was moderately stocked. It had goods of the mundane and the magical nature. The people who were running it didn't really like the fact that Zizik's was there, but also didn't mind too much since Zizik had coin in his hand, and he was willing to spend it. I need to find your rarest ingredients. I don't care what they are. I just want to see what you have. I want to know that I can come here and buy something that I need. So please, tell me what exactly you can do for me." The clerk didn't answer him. The clerk didn't even acknowledge him. The clerk was quote-unquote busy helping other people even though the store was completely empty. And Zizek waited for a moment, tapping his foot, and stared at a few of the ancient powders and seeds that stood near the doorway. Snapped his finger, pointed at the doorway, and the ancient seeds and powders exploded into a cloud. I didn't stir the clerk any, and it got the owner angry as well, menacing down the steps, looking at first Zizek and then Varney, and then the clerk. What is going on here? What are you people doing in my store? Zizek smiled and nodded, and pointed to the clerk. I'm merely asking for some of your best your finest ingredients. I need to know what stock you have, and it seems that your companion here has decided that we're not worth his service. The owner nodded and said, Yes, you're not worth our service, but I see that you have coins, so I'm going to ask you to put down a premium. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and just give me 10%. Of what you have right now. And I can go ahead and show you everything that you want. Zizek. Smiled and. Snapped his finger again. Causing a small booth. Small area of. Rare curios to explode. With negative energy. Maybe you don't understand. So I'm going to try this one more time because I know it's difficult in dealing with people like me. I need to see your rare ingredients now or I will go through and make your life a living hell. That snapped both of the clerk and the owner into gear and pushing past the lovely young woman who is not Varney to go grab some of the rarer ingredients. The new young woman laughed, howling in some sort of pleasure, slapping her leg as she tried to catch her breath. That's the first time I think I've ever seen them do any sort of service for anyone. I don't know who you are, green man, but you are amazing. You can make the... you. "'Can make them do anything. "'I bet you can make the dead move.' "'Sizzik thought for a moment and said, "'Yes, I can, and I plan to. "'Who are you?' "'The lady continued to laugh, "'didn't really respond, "'fell to her knees, kind of gasping, "'trying to catch her breath. "'Sizzik grew annoyed.' With everyone in this town like this, maybe, maybe the ghosts need to go through. Maybe the ghosts need to take down the entire place. I'm sure this place would be far better without some of the more lively events here. I'm going to ask this one more time. Can you please tell me who you are? The woman gathered herself, smiled, and said, I'm the local alchemist here. I came from up north to come grab some of the rare ingredients that they were holding out on. Seems like you and I have some interesting things that we have to discuss. Sizzik stared at her for a moment and said... Why will we have something to discuss? I am a necromancer and a goblin, and you're a reckless alchemist who apparently finds other people's pain funny. He stopped for a moment and said, That sounds like we have plenty of things to discuss. Tell me, why are you here other than the ingredients? What keeps you here? The alchemist smiled, nodded, and pondered for a minute, but didn't say anything, almost looking wistful, like trying to recall a fond memory from the past. Zizig waited, motioned for Varney to go check with the clerk and the owner to make sure that everything was in order and that they weren't trying to cheat them, and cleared his throat. This time, biting his tongue enough. She still didn't respond, which unfortunately made him very, very curt. Do you mind? Will you tell me what exactly is going on? Why are you here? Why do you stay here? The woman held on her hand and tried to get him to be quiet. I'm trying to remember... "'Trying to remember what happened last night. "'See, I was visited by a ghost. "'I was visited by someone who asked me to be his queen.' "'Zizig stopped, bit his tongue, chewed on his lip, and said, "'That was probably just a dream. "'No, no, it wasn't a dream.' It was. It was. It was more than a dream. It was a visitation. I know these things. I know how these things work. This is. This is how ghosts work. They come to you, and they profess their undying love, because they know that I hold power. They know that I can help them, breach the gateway, breach the veil, and come back. And they know that they can take me to be their queen. Zizik tilted his head. Wondering if maybe being an alchemist out in the middle of nowhere had given her some more brain damage than normal. The ghost is probably the same one that they're talking about in the inn right now, isn't it? The alchemist snapped and turned around, looking at him wide-eyed, staring at Zizek as if he went invisible just right in front of him before fading back in again. They're talking about a ghost? Zizek nodded. Yes, they are talking about a ghost. They're talking about probably the same ghost that visited you. And to be honest, this town is probably guilty of a lot of things that needs a ghost to purge it. But, since I can't seem to get a straight answer out of anyone... I figured someone who lives on the outskirts of nowhere would be able to tell me exactly what is going on here, and why there's a ghost, and why everyone is so afraid of it. So, what are you doing here, and why are you being such a pain? I'm here because I cultivated ingredients and other things for the mages guild that was here once a long time ago i made sure that everyone was stocked with the finest so that way they could use it in their potions and in their spells but it wasn't until the guild disbanded and the mages decided to go their own way that they decided to stop coming to me. And at first it was peaceful and it was quiet. Because dealing with alchemists and mages at the same place at the same time can be quite maddening. But then I realized that being alone was even worse. And no one would come by. And no one would say anything. And no one would check. They would just assume that I was okay. I can't tell you how upsetting that was. Because no one cared. I supplied everyone everything. Until this general store came in. And decided that it was time to corner my market. So I want to see what special ingredients they have. I want to know what they know. Because if I can combat them then I know that I can get my market share back. But then, that was when the ghost visited me, and told me that I had another special power, that I had another special reason for existing, and that I could be his queen. So I think I might take him up on that offer. But first, I need to know what sort of defenses the remaining mages can get. What they can muster, because if I can, then that means that my new king can take over this town. Of course, that is if he wants to. Zizek smiled, nodded, and said, Well, it seems like you and I have a lot more to talk about than what I thought. And with that, he cast charm on her, and watched as her face melted from psychotic pleasure to a dull, lifeless stare. What can I tell you, Master Zizix?